The Church Media Podcast, episode number 16, Six Ways to Shoot Video Like a Pro with Josh Blankenship. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Hey, and welcome to episode number 16 of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl Barnhill, your host. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. It's my goal to give you the tools and the confidence that you need to use media at your church to see people meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with Him. You'll find everything that you need to know about this episode. Get the show notes, archive episodes, and so much more. Visit 1230media.com forward slash podcast. In this episode, I welcome back Josh Blankenship. Josh is the creative pastor at LifeQuest Church in Kansas City, Missouri. He's also the host of the Creative Church Show podcast and a blogger at joshblankenship.me. Josh, welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Well, hey, Carl. Thanks so much for having me again. Yeah, man. Now, in this episode, we're going to talk about how to shoot video that doesn't suck. <laughs> it's, our, it's our goal at the end of this uh, episode that you'll have practical tricks for shooting some great-looking video for your projects. Now, let's jump right in. Uh, we got six things that you can do that will really make a difference in how you shoot video. Josh, fire away. Okay, before we jump in, if I may, I yeah, just please. want to tell everybody be, before that I am not a professionally trained videographer. I've never taken uh, classes. Um, I've never graduated uh, with any sort of video degree or production degree. So these tips are going to be real basic. They're not, you know, tips on how to manage your personal camera. These are just kind of from way up high looking down, and they're just general tips. So with that being said, the first thing I always think that you need to do to shoot video that doesn't suck is get a tripod. And I've learned this over the past several years the hard way is sometimes I'll run out, take my camera, and I really believe that my hands are strong enough to hold the camera steady and I can really do it. But every time I get back to put it in the edit bay, I realize that I was not strong enough so I just encourage you to get a tripod or some sort of stabilization system because there is nothing more distracting for a viewer than a shaky and out-of-focus video. So would you also, uh, in thinking through that, would you ahead of time do a, a shot list or a um, storyboard of some kind so that you know if you are going to do handheld, you know intentionally how and when you're going to do that? Yeah, and um, I would say when I say don't ever use your hands, I don't mean it literally don't ever use your hands. I'm speaking from somebody who, you know, doesn't have a huge multi-cam setup that if you have one camera that's the only shot, you have to have a tripod. But for creative purposes, and we'll talk about this later on in the next couple things, but just like you said, being able to storyboard out when and how you're going to use those creative shots, definitely feel free to do those because 
Um, you know, just as long as it's not your main camera focused on somebody trying to hold it there for, you know, a five-minute video is never going to work. I guess we should also make a distinction, too, that are we talking about produced videos or are we talking about uh, during the middle of a worship service type video? Right, and I would say mainly produced. Um, in my experience, um, you know, some handheld video during a worship experience, even if you're using iMag or it's a video that you're going to edit together later, there are times in which you can use different techniques. But I would say for the most part, you just need to always plan to have that tripod or stabilization um, no matter no matter what you're shooting. Yeah, and I, I guess I should clarify in a worship service, uh, meaning iMag, you're shooting for the screens. Uh, right. Like in, in, in some churches uh, that I've been a part of, you, you have the iMag going on, and then you'll want uh, a guy roaming around the, the congregation or your different settings to get different B-roll of different things, and that would be for your produced piece. Um, right. So, yeah, okay, so number two. Let's get into number two. Yeah, no, number two is to think like a director and... You know, a great and compelling story most of the time doesn't get told just by chance. There are typically, and if you've been involved in video in any way, you know that there are hundreds of little small details um, that if you leave to chance can really turn a good quality story into a crappy video. And so making sure that you plan your equipment, plan who you need, planning exactly what you want your video to look like look like is going to greatly improve your chances of success. So like we talked about a minute ago, creating a storyboard is one of the best things you can do to think like a director and make that compelling story come to life. One other thing that, that uh, uh, I'd like to mention here is also how can we uh, maybe you're asking the question, how can I think like a director? What does a director think like? Well, w- one thing that I do, honestly, I'm a, I'm a huge movie buff, uh, and I love to get uh, DVDs with lots of special features, especially yeah. DV- uh, director's commentary, behind the scenes, uh, even deleted scenes where the director talks about, here's why we cut out this scene. Here's why we shot it this way. So I want to encourage you to uh, watch those things. Like, even watch... Um, Things like inside the actor's studio, or or mm. inter, you know, kind of candid interviews with directors or actors or producers that kind of help you get into the mind and think, uh, you know, think about the things that they're thinking about. I just throw that nugget in there for you. Yeah, absolutely. That is so good. All right, number three is zoom with your feet. You got any uh, practice with that, Josh? <laughs> yes, I, I have a lot of practice with that. So this applies especially to those of us who maybe our churches can't afford, you know, big camera budgets. So maybe we're walking around with an iPhone or a lower-level DSLR. Um, I learned very quickly that the more you zoom, the more pixelated the picture looks when I was ready to edit. And so I always make sure that instead of zooming in, if there's a specific shot I'm looking for, if I want to be close in on somebody's face during a testimony interview, I always, always, always move the camera. So I I pick up the camera with the tripod and I move it as close as I need it. I, I try to never, ever zoom 
with my cameras. Yeah. Hey, you know, another um, idea here, and sorry, I'm just kind of jumping in on you, Josh, but uh, another no, idea may, may be to, um, uh, like, here's a trick that I use, is, is shoot in a 1080 HD, but edit in mm-hmm. 720. That way yeah. you can you can uh, zoom in the edit bay in post-production mm-hmm. without pixelating your video. Absolutely, and I, I use that technique all the time in Final Cut. And I will take a one-camera shot and kind of create a two-camera shot um, and use that as kind of a multi-camera thing. And so that is that is the perfect way to describe it is just shooting larger than what you need yeah. if that's possible. So. Yeah. All right, we've gotten through three ways that you can shoot video like a pro. We've got three more tips for you on the other side of this commercial. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Church Media Podcast with Carl the show notes for this episode are available now at 1230media.com slash podcast. Hey, Carl Barnhill here. I want to tell you about an amazing ministry that I've had the privilege of partnering with called Seeds Family Worship. They're a nonprofit ministry that write and produce word-for-word scripture songs for families. They've produced dozens of scripture songs like More Than Conquerors, The Word of the Lord, and dozens more. I know these guys personally. Josh Hauser, Jason Hauser, Philip and Jessica Moreland. These guys, I'm telling you, are the real deal. They want to see God's word in as many homes and hearts as possible all over the world. We've had the privilege at 1230 Media to produce several DVD projects with the Seeds team, creating videos that go with these songs. We've produced over 35 original videos that have been used in churches and in living rooms for family devotions all over the world. I want to encourage you to learn more about their ministry and purchase resources for your church or your family at SeedsFamilyWorship.com. That's SeedsFamilyWorship.com. The Church Media Podcast, essentials for executing your Sunday worship service. Here is Carl Barnhill. Welcome back. I'm talking with Josh Blankenship about shooting video like a pro. Let's jump right back in. Josh, we're on number four, and it's simply pay attention. Tell me what you mean by that. (laughs) Yeah, so this one seems fairly easy, but a lot of times we think maybe the screen on our DSLR or even on our iPhone is maybe telling us a lie, but the truth is that that little screen doesn't lie. So uh, what you are, you want to make sure that what, that you are watching what you are doing when you film, you want to see what the camera is seeing. So if you're looking at that little screen and you don't see the right focus or the coloring looks off, it's not magically going to look better when you put that into Final Cut Pro or Premiere Pro. So Pay attention to what that little screen is telling you and make your adjustments there instead of trying to rely um, on post-production because most of our churches can't afford to have a professional colorist come in and correct our video. So just pay attention to what the camera is seeing while you're shooting. I would say also, too, like if you're shooting a testimony or something, don't be afraid to shut it down for a minute. Mm -hmm. Fix what you need mm-hmm. to fix and then go right back in or shut down Absolutely. the interviewer or something like that. Like get get it right or, yeah. or you'd miss, uh, you know, a lot more than you need to. Absolutely. All right, number five, what you got, Josh? 
Number five is don't be boring. And I know from personal experience that sometimes we are forced maybe into shooting things that are not what most people would consider exciting or exhilarating. And one of the examples um, I have done in the past where I have messed up is we are a multi-site church, and one of our campuses was at the time a mobile campus, so I thought it'd be a great idea to set up a time-lapse and kind of, um, you know, capture everything, but I set up the time-lapse shot before all of the volunteers showed up, so my time-lapse ended up being like maybe two or three of the setup team because I set it up too early, so... (laughs) The, t- the truth is you can't really make boring things exciting, so you need to be ready to shoot when the action is happening. And so I just encourage everybody out there, and it comes back to, you know, again, planning what you're going to do, what shots you're going to do, what the action is going to be, and where it's going to take place so that you're ready to capture that action and you're not like me, you know, shooting a dead screen. So. So let me ask it again here. Maybe this is too simplistic, but how do we know what's boring and what's not? You know, some churches or some people maybe that don't have video experience or that hasn't been in the, the field for a while, maybe they think something is exciting when it's, in fact, maybe boring. How do we know <laughs> what's boring what's exciting? Right, and I think that's, that is a very tough question because I do agree that, you know, some things are exciting to other people. I just always encourage people that if you were sitting there in a lawn chair watching something happen, would you sit there for more than three or four minutes? Because that's, you know, typically what a video is, is if you're not going to sit there and watch it live, you're definitely not going to watch it on video. So I just encourage people, you know, you can do things to make, um, you know, activities seem more exciting. But just as a general rule, you're not going to want to be shooting, you know, dead space or, you know, just people walking around not actually doing anything. So, Yeah. Okay, our last way, uh, give us a last way that we can shoot video like a pro. The, The last way is to be unique. And this one is definitely my favorite. And the reality of this one is that it really applies to every aspect of your church but especially video, because your church, your individual context, you have a story and a culture, and that's the story that you should be telling on video. So, you know, sometimes we get caught up in seeing some of the mega churches make these incredible videos, and we think all we need to do is recreate them. But I just encourage you that if you are trying to tell a story on video, that you don't just want to copy what other people are doing because that's not who you are, and your people are going to respond more to a story that resonates with your church culture more than they are just some random church that they've never heard of. So I just encourage you, be unique and be who God created your church to be first and foremost. That's so good, and it probably begs the question, too, like— Okay, uh, the I believe that in the actual content, we definitely need to be unique. Where is the line on quality? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Exactly. No, and, and, and I think 
you know, somebody like me who's never had any formal training, I've spent my whole career learning from people that are doing it better than I am. And I'm definitely not saying that you shouldn't ever, you know, watch those or learn from those guys um, or people like you guys over at 1230 are making some really great stuff. And I want to learn how you did that, like, you know, how you created this certain shot. And so I think you definitely, definitely want to spend as much time as you can learning from those people who are doing it better than you are, because that's really the only way you're going to get better. Yeah, I think that's so true. But I think you bring up a a fabulous point in that we can sometimes spend too much time comparing ourselves when Mm. maybe what the street, the church down the street from us, what they're doing is not going to connect to our audience, our culture at all. It's not even, Mm. that's not the story that we need to be telling. Um, exactly. And so we need to focus on on our own story and be unique in that way. Man, thank you so much. Uh, man, those are six ways that will hopefully make us all better in, in shooting uh, better video for our projects. Before we shut down, give us a list, a quick list of tools or gear that you use when you shoot. Yeah, so my, my, my setup is pretty, pretty easy. Um, our church doesn't have a ton of money to invest in this. The basic setup that I have is I use uh, two Canon T3i cameras. One of them's with the 18 to 55 millimeter lens kit that comes with the camera. Um, one of them is a 75 to 300 millimeter lens I got on Amazon for about 175 bucks. Every once in a while, I get a little crazy and throw in a GoPro Hero 3 that we have for maybe a unique camera shot. Um, for most of the social media videos that we do, I use an iPhone and I have a three millimeter to XLR adapter for the sound. And I have a little iPod tripod mount that, um, costs about five bucks. As far as our tripods, we use kind of the low end Manfrotto tripods. Um, I'm also a big fan of using a monopod and you can get one of those on Amazon again for like 35 bucks. Um, for lighting, we use a really cheap, three um, softbox lighting kit. We also sometimes will throw in some can lights from Home Depot with the soft fluorescent bulbs. And then finally for the audio, we record almost everything um, using a lapel mic and we record that into a Tascam digital recorder. So that's pretty much the full list of equipment that I have available to me. And we'll put that list uh, on the website, 1230media.com forward slash podcast. You can see Josh's list. I'll also put in the links on where you can get uh, a similar piece of gear for your church as well. Hey, man, thanks so much for coming on the show and uh, giving us this training. Really appreciate your time, buddy. Absolutely, Carl. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, man. I want to thank you for joining me this week on the Church Media Podcast. We want to learn from guys like Josh how to create experiences at our churches where people meet Jesus and where they take their next step with him. Got a topic that you want us to talk about on an upcoming episode? I'd love to hear it. You can shoot me an email directly at carl, C-A-R-L, at 1230media.com. I'd also love for you to leave a review of the show on iTunes or check it out on Stitcher Radio. Also, remember, you can grab the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. Scroll on down the page, hit episode number 16. There you'll find all the show notes, and I'll also give you a free PDF 
of the ideas that we talked about in this episode. Again, that address is 1230media.com forward slash podcast. I want to thank my producer for this episode, David Michael Hyde. David is a contemporary composer and music producer for film and digital media, and he's also a superhero. You can find out more about David at davidmichaelhyde.com. Thanks again for joining me this week. Go out there, guys, and create some amazing experiences this Sunday. I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.